I remember you have that booking appointment, you know, when you're first pregnant when you're eight weeks and yeah. you're kind of like bouncing into the room, so excited for like first baby. And it was horrific. I was in floods of tears within five minutes and, you know, just told about all the potential complications because I was so overweight. It was just awful. It was just a real, I think a real wake up call for me. And from then on, like every appointment I had, my weight got brought up, the scams that you have when you're pregnant, you know, all my friends were picked up on social media of their scams and I was just mortified. Mine was just a blob, you could barely tell it was a baby. And, and I knew that was because of my size having the scans they'd push down so hard it would be painful and I just I couldn't enjoy any of it I just I really couldn't. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Slimming Stories. I'm your host Carolyn West. I hope you've had a great week this week and I hope you're ready to be inspired. I just want to start by saying that my guest this week has lost 10 stone in weight. 10 stone is just it's such a great achievement. I can't imagine losing that weight and I can't imagine actually carrying that amount of weight around with me. My guest this week, Leah Trainer, has had a great success with Slimming World. She has really nailed it and she's had so many health benefits, so many positive benefits for her and her young family. And in this episode, I've split the episodes into two. So I've got a part one and a part two. In part one, this week's episode, you'll hear Leah share a very honest story, especially around being obese and being pregnant for the first time and the kind of discussions that you have when you do have a weight issue and you go through pregnancy. And there were some very raw and honest conversations had with Leah when she became pregnant and concerns over her health and the baby's health. And you'll hear it all in this episode. So I think this is probably the first time that we've ever really touched on this. The, you know, when you do get pregnant and when you are of a weight that is considered to be obese, there's a different process that you have to go through when you're having conversations with your midwife and with additional appointments that you have to attend at your hospital. And yeah, as you can imagine, you've got enough to worry about, aren't you, when you're pregnant without this addition. I think Leah just was quite surprised. I'm not going to give any spoiler alert, so you'll hear all about Leah's story. And it's so lovely yet again that I've got another guest who's been open and honest with sharing their slimming story and all the gory bits that we don't always hear, but the bits that are really, really important, the bits that kind of resonate with our own journeys. And I'm sure there's lots of mums on here listening to this. Mums that are both healthy and maybe mums that have also been in the situation where they've carried extra weight and they've had to go through the same process. And Leah is absolutely stunning. Just go and have a look at her Instagram account. She's lost an amazing amount of weight, but not only that, she's really got stuck into her fitness with regards to running. She looks like a totally different person. She really, really does. And I'm so pleased to be sharing this episode today with you. And just to give you an insight into how this actually works, where you're not paying for an editor, you're not paying for a fancy studio, and you're definitely not paying for a fancy producer to get your podcast together. I've been editing this morning since seven o'clock this morning. It's just gone past one thirty in the afternoon, Saturday afternoon, and I'm still recording this piece for the podcast and I've yet to do the bit at the end. So if this is the second time that you've listened to the podcast, 
If you really enjoy the podcast and this inspires you, then please hit subscribe. I'm literally asking you to point your finger and click. That's all I need you to do. And this would help support me in climbing the podcast charts. And I'm trying to get organised to get back to work. There's lots of things that I need to do. I'm still on furlough. I really need to get back to work and get back into that, that mentality, which is going to mean lots of food prep, lots of organisation. And I've got some amazing guests to share with you. I've been very busy. I've been trying to interview around three people a week. So I've got lots of interviews in the bag and I can't wait to share them over the summer and the autumn with you. If you've had a rough week, if you just need a bit of a bit of a lift, if you need some inspiration, then you're in the right place. Here's introducing Leah to Slimming Stories. So if you just want to start just by telling us about your slimming story and and I've seen the photographs and honestly your weight loss is it's, it's amazing visually just to look at that you can see that you've had you've had great success oh thank you yeah yeah I, I like those comparison photos I think they they definitely help keep motivation up you know when you you look back and you think because you don't see it day to day do you no. people will tell you and say god you look brilliant and you think all right cheers but it's not until you kind of look at those comparison photos and think yeah actually there is a, there is a big change there so it's nice so my story I suppose I've I've always been overweight I've always struggled so much from like as early back as kind of primary school I suppose I was always the the biggest one in the class always had to kind of go to special shops I suppose that did bigger clothes and things like that and life just continued like that for me and and I think I just got to that I just accepted that's who I was I was the big girl I was always going to be that person I never really I never suffered bullying or or anything like that because I think I just laughed it off I was the one to make the jokes about myself before anybody mm. else could I suppose that was a tactic just to keep myself safe and protect myself and then I went to uni and you know then I had that whole new freedom I suppose of eating whatever I wanted whenever I wanted and I kind of made the most of that I got to a point at uni where I thought oh, I want to lose a bit of weight and things and, and joined a Slimming World group and and I did have some success with that I'd lost about like four stones so I was quite pleased but that kind of was short-lived really finished uni went traveling and never I, I did give it a lot of thought obviously I I knew I was overweight and I hated it and but I never had that motivation I never wanted to do anything about it really um and then I met my husband we got married and then we started trying for children and then I fell pregnant with Josh, my eldest, who's um, nearly nearly six. And I think pregnancy for me was that I just, I absolutely hated it. I hated every single second of being kind of pregnant and being uh, looked at by kind of uh, health professionals, I suppose. I, there was nowhere, there's nowhere to hide. I couldn't. Mm. I couldn't laugh about my weight with them. I couldn't make fun of myself because this was a real situation. I remember you have that booking appointment, you know, when you're first pregnant, when you're eight weeks and yeah. kind of like bouncing into the room. So excited, like first baby. And it was horrific. I was in floods of tears within five minutes and, you know, just told about all the 
potential complications because I was so overweight. It was just awful. It was just a real, I think a real wake up call for me. And from then on, every appointment I had, my weight got brought up. The scans that you have when you're pregnant, you know, all my friends would put a picture on social media of their scans and I was just mortified. Mine was just a blob. You could barely tell it was a baby. And, and I knew that was because of my size having the scans they'd push down so hard it would be painful and there were, I just I couldn't enjoy any of it I just I really couldn't but then I'm one of those people when I'm unhappy I'll turn to food as well so at the point that you went for that first appointment and I, I can remember that time as well I was you know you're so excited aren't you because it's your first time that you think actually I'm I'm mummy I'm, I'm gonna be a mum yeah and like you said you're so excited for that appointment what size were you at that at that time at that time at that point I'd have been about a size 22 um yeah probably about kind of I think I remember weighing in at about uh, between 18 and 19 stone I think at that point with Josh and within those first minutes of that appointment what was it that the midwife said to you that made you feel goodness this is it's a scary conversation I think she was showing me the BMI ranges and how they classify people when they're pregnant. So you kind of um, either a low risk or a high risk and straight away my BMI would have put me in the high risk category. And then it, then it was all these extra appointments, appointments. So I'd need to go and see a dietitian where I'd need to be checked for diabetes, where I'd have to have extra scans where I'd have to give birth on a high risk unit. I couldn't have a water birth. I couldn't, it, it just, it just all sounded so medical mm. and so horrific. And you know, like you say, you, you're excited. You think I'm going to be a mom. This is amazing. And I just felt, well, I've failed. Look at me. I can't even do this bit right. And yeah, mm. I just, I was so negative, so down on myself, so unhappy. It was awful. <laughs> So I mean, we laugh, don't we? Because it's what else do you, what else you doing? Yeah. When you look back on those times that, that are difficult, we find you know it's, it's a coping thing, isn't it? But like you said, it was it was awful yeah. for you. So having had your first yeah. consultation, walking out those doors, what went through your mind? Did you did you take any new action? Did it just put a feeling of of dread through your body, and did you just panic? Yeah, I was just in full panic mode. You know, I just, and I remember them saying to me, you know, you, you need to be careful. You cannot put more weight on during this pregnancy. And I just remember thinking, hey, how am I not going to put weight on being pregnant? And, you know, I'm, I'm not really sure still to this day how people don't put weight on being pregnant. And I live just outside of London at the time. And my mum was kind of in Shropshire, like three hours away. Um, my husband worked kind of quite a lot and I remember my mum during my whole pregnancy to the appointments that my husband couldn't make just the general checkups even you know the blood pressure appointments and things I, I'd get my mom to come and come with me because I was just I was just so terrified of I don't know just breaking down and not having anybody by my side almost I was and I am I am 100% not that person no. <laughs> I am usually so confident and outgoing it just it just totally knocked me and I I was terrified just terrified of speaking to anybody of, of being checked over and it was a really horrible feeling 
So from your first consultation and, and going through that pregnancy with that thought of, I can't put on any weight, I mean, I, I can't imagine that kind of pressure that feels like a really pressured thing to be carrying around with you. And, and how was your weight? Did you have to manage it with a special diet? I don't really think I made massive changes I mean I was conscious obviously I was pregnant so I wanted to eat healthy I wanted to eat fruit and veg so I made sure that I was eating enough of that we kind of cut out takeaways I don't think we made it I made huge changes I suppose I just made sure I was eating the right things but I was still eating you know a lot of food and things that I wouldn't necessarily eat now so crisps things like that um chocolate I would still have all of that but I was just kind of making sure I suppose that you have in fruit and veg as well I think I was just you know I've always been the same if somebody tells you you have to do something I, I could I just can't I just find that this the pressure is way too much for me you know I still I think I still put on a good three stone in pregnancy it just yeah it carried on bless you at this point that you have to give birth and and being in this special well in receiving this special treatment every, every birth there's no birth that's glamorous there's no, there's no birth that's pain-free <laughs> there's no process of giving birth that's ever going to be pain-free in fact i'm sure it's a fact that the the pain threshold i always remind my husband of this apparently the, the pain threshold that you receive during birth is supposed to be above the the amount that any human can withstand so <laughs> so put, put, putting yeah, that into context how was this how was this for you I was I was just so nervous giving birth not the actual giving birth just just being in the hospital just you know talk of if I had to go to theatre they'd possibly have to get a special bed in a bariatric bed the, the the standard bed might not hold my weight that I was more at risk of having c-sections if I wanted an epidural then that was going to be a, a really kind of tricky procedure because I think they have to find that point in your back and mm. inject it into that and obviously with carrying a lot of weight it's far more difficult to find that point so just all these things going round and round in my head on the scans they couldn't measure the baby perhaps how how accurately as they'd want to so they said that the baby was measuring really large they actually induced me in the end on my due date because they thought that Josh was measuring so big and again I just that that, that guilt that constant mm. feeling of guilt that you know this is all because of me this is because of my size you know all these thoughts that go through your mind that they're they're not rational thoughts I suppose no. but they're going through your mind that you know this baby's not ready to come out but because of me because I failed it already that that they're going to have to to bring him out and it's not fair and how could oh, I let this you. happen yeah and the birth well it's like it's like any births they <laughs> it, it went along it it was a bit traumatic in places but we all got through it in the end it was it was okay I did have to have an epidural quite late on as well in the labour so that was pretty scary I remember lots and lots of people being in the room and mm. <laughs> thinking oh I'm sure this isn't normal oh. yeah so with baby here how was it after yeah. that point yeah I do you know I I loved I do still love being a mum I loved it as soon as he was born I just I think I just wanted to 
step away from the, the rest of the world all that kind of negativity as I felt I just wanted to get home and be a family and and look after him because I uh, you know I knew or I felt like I could I could do that I was responsible for him now and I was going to make the best choices for him you know like anybody it's hard isn't it <laughs> having a newborn baby and you, you do go through these periods of being really emotional and things like that mm. but it, it was great we we ticked along just fine I still struggled I suppose with kind of I, I always got anxious about what people thought about me and uh, I think I struggled with that having a newborn baby and going out and you know going to these groups and sing and dance and baby mm. massage and all the rest of it <laughs> thinking oh what will people think of me yeah. as a mom and because I am so big can I do those things properly and you know but I did I think to an extent yeah you need bravery to go into those into those meetings those baby massage groups and things I can remember going in with my son at that point I mean my son was autistic but at that point obviously you don't know so you've got this baby and then you've got all the mums surrounding you and you're all you know you've got this beautiful music playing and you're there to rub the oil into the baby my my son was having none of it screamed the house down I turned up leaving the room he was it was just feeling hyper sensitive to everything it was yeah and I imagine like you said with with being a a larger a larger mum and comparing yourself it's it's something that we do anyway I think as mums isn't it we're always there comparing ourselves especially the new stage of being a a new mum and we we you know we read all the magazines we watch all the I don't know if you was like it I was watching all the what was that is it one born every minute those oh programs yeah, and you're, yeah. you're listening to it all aren't you T- taking it all in but when you're actually yeah. there with your baby and you've got to kind of like perform almost as a as a good mum yeah it's scary isn't it yeah I think we tell ourselves that people are looking at us and they're thinking oh what are they doing and I don't think anybody is actually now <laughs> when you look back I don't I don't think people are, are judging you or watching you or considering what you're doing but it's just I think that feeling that we all have really certainly to larger size like you've explained at what point did you feel that you needed to make a change having gone through all these conversations around your BMI at what point did you think actually yes I do need to make some changes after Josh I suppose once he was about three months old I started to try and do some a bit of calorie counting you know on the app thing and uh yeah but that's pretty hard it takes ages to add all those things onto an app and when you've got a baby as well it's not really not really going to happen so I tried to lose a bit of weight kind of just drifted along then we decided we were going to try for another baby when Josh was about six months old fell pregnant with Rowan in September 2015 I think my confidence had grown in being a mum to be honest and I wasn't going to go through the same kind of pregnancy again. I was still overweight, still had all these feelings, but I was a lot more stronger, I think, in myself. So I I pushed and pushed and I had a home birth um, in the end with Rowan. So I had to have uh, appointments with consultants and telling me that it wasn't the right thing to do because of my BMI and and all the rest of it. But I I didn't really listen and uh, (laughs) I went for it. And uh, so it was good. It went well. We had a, a lovely home birth and things. But obviously then there I was kind of after at home with two little ones who were brilliant. But Josh was nearly two by that stage. And I knew 
that I'd got to change then. I, I knew that these two boys were going to grow up and they were going to be full of energy and full of life and wanting to do all these things. You know, Josh was already in the parks, in the soft plays, and I wasn't having been pregnant for kind of the nine months before. You know, it was all, oh, daddy will come in there with you. Daddy will do that with you. And I knew that I was, I was missing out on stuff and I couldn't, I couldn't just hide behind having a joke and a laugh with everybody. I I didn't, I didn't want to be that mum. I didn't want to sit on the sidelines and miss it all. It was, it was miserable. I just, I knew that I had to change for them. It was all about them. I was so worried that, you know, they'd get older and they'd, be embarrassed by me I'm sure they will be embarrassed by me but for different (laughs) reasons now (laughs) but just I was I was I was really worried I suppose for them they were they were my motivation they still are my motivation always you know it's always for those two that that I've done this and I've always said that because I wanted to be I wanted to be the mum that I knew I could be but the one that was you know joining in with them and doing everything with them and going down the slides with them and running around in the park with them I wanted to be that person I'd had enough of taking my mum or my friends or my husband with me I I, you know I didn't want to have to rely on everyone else um so when Rowan was 12 weeks old um Josh was two I decided enough's enough I've got to go and do something about this so I joined I joined my local Slimming World group um just went along one Saturday morning all by myself didn't know anybody hadn't met the consultant before just thought no I've got to do this got to be brave got to do it so off I went wow and it's yeah going on your own can be a little bit nerve-wracking can't it but I think it's quite a warm warm reception and thinking back to that time around soft play it's literally a child's life isn't it for the first five years of a child's life because I go to nursery yep. get the invites and I'm so glad that you was able to at that point seek help with with Slimming World so just talk us through a little bit how that how that felt getting on those scales for the first time I didn't know what those scales were going to say I, I obviously knew they weren't going to say what I wanted them to say um, I think I was wearing a size 24 26 trousers at that time most of everything I wore was stretchy, maternity clothes. I would only ever shop online. I, I wouldn't go into clothes shops and look for things. So I knew that, you know, my weight had really got out of control. Um, the group, they just, they just couldn't be any more friendlier. I know I've, I've never heard anybody say anything different about a Slim World group, but I can only echo it. They were just so lovely to me I just instantly felt kind of comfortable and relaxed there and stepping on the scales and you know I flashing up 20 stone 12 pound and you know I thought okay that's what it says I will never ever ever see that number again ever it's only going to go down now and I knew from that day that that I was going to make a big change that I wasn't just going to lose you know a little bit I was going to I was going to do this and it was something I was going to be committed to and I knew it would take time but I was you know willing to give it that. There are so many golden nuggets that have been recorded within this podcast episode. I really do appreciate Leah and her honesty and sharing her story with me on the podcast. So this is part one. Part two will follow next week and in next week's 
episode, you will hear Leah explain how she found it really difficult to have a, a walk up the street and then found a love for running. So much so that she's completed off marathons. And if maybe you're in a bit of a rut for whatever reason, whether you're a bit down, whether you've put some weight on, or maybe your exercise regime has just gone a bit stagnant with lockdown, do tune in to next week's episode. And I know that Leah will continue to inspire you. So I hope you've enjoyed listening to this episode this week. I hope you're thinking about the week ahead and what you can put into place just to start the ball rolling with your exercise. Sometimes it can be difficult just to keep on track with the eating. If you've really, really struggled over lockdown, I am absolutely with you there. But maybe there's something that you can do just to move more. Maybe there's something that you can do just to take some action so that you can start the ball rolling. Maybe there is a change to be had next week. I hope you've enjoyed listening to this episode. So take care until next time.